0: kids comics and here are your hosts michael and andrew leyland
1: hello everybody andrew here welcome to this very special encore presentation which is a posh way of saying a repeat of michael and i's discussion of superman doomsday or the death of superman which originally aired as a hey kids comics christmas special number 37 i think or number 38 In fact, I don't think it was a Christmas special, I think it was just a 10th anniversary special. When Hey Kids comes back in but one short week, it will be picking up with the Funeral for a Friend story arc, and the third episode will be the Reign of the Supermen. But somehow the series didn't seem complete without the first part, the death of, which is this. Some people may not remember what we said, other people may not have listened to that Christmas special. So I made the executive decision to relaunch the show with this incredibly edited version of that talk. If you want the unexpurgated version, it is still available on the feed on 22 or wherever you find your podcasts. But here for your edification and delight is a cut down version of Michael and my discussion on Superman Doomsday, The Death of Superman. I hope you very much enjoy. Uh, We have got here Michael's Trade that I bought you for Christmas two two Christmases ago. ago? So is that Christmas 2019? The last one that wasn't this one.
0: Yeah. So anyway,
1: so Michael's brought his trade. I've got the second omnibus. Apparently there is another omnibus after that one. Because Michael's trade has stuff in it that my omnibus doesn't have. And so we've decided to go with the trade paperback for the death of Superman, which covers Action Comics... 18 through 20, Adventures of Superman 496 through 498, Superman 73 through 75, Superman, The Man of Steel 17 through 19, and for the first time ever in a collected edition, News Time, The Life and Death of Superman. That is factually correct. That News Time magazine is not in my omnibus. Anyway, The Death of Superman, the trade paperback cover, is the cover to issue 75. Everybody knows it. Yeah. There's not really any point going into detail about it. Because this was so impromptu, I read all six issues back-to-back back yesterday. or well, seven, really, because there's the Justice League one as well, isn't there? And you read them this morning. Yeah. So we haven't got the usual, I've typed up, uh, incredibly detailed and well-researched preamble that I pretend to read off the cuff.
0: God, we used to do those, there Notes. Yeah, I would have totally done that for this yeah. if we'd have had time. I believe you. Yeah, but
1: we didn't have the time. Uh, the Death of Superman came out in 1993. So, anyway, okay, so should we dip into to this? Uh, obviously, as I said, we didn't have time to do detailed notes, so we're just going to go on an issue-by-issue issue discussion. The first couple of pages in this are from issues prior to the start of Doomsday,
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: basically just Superman, Superman, Doomsday punching a wall.
0: I love the narration in it, though. It sounds like some kind of beat poem by a (laughs) coffee-drinking...
1: Unrelentingly, (laughs) unstoppably,
0: unbelievably, Doomsday is here. Aren't they all just Spider-Man titles?
1: (laughs) (laughs) The unbelievable
0: Spider-Man!
1: The unrelenting Spider-Man! Yeah! Yeah, that, that does sound like it's a, a Superman title. Uh, Man of Steel number one has a cover by John Bogdanov and Dennis Janker, who were the art team of Superman the Man of Steel, alongside writer Louis Simonson, which is Doomsday still in his nice little green unitard, push, pulling his way out of whatever cell he was trapped in, I guess. <laughs> does this not follow my theory that Superman... Sorry, Superman, I've done it again. Doomsday was suited for this story and we should never have seen him again?
0: Uh Yeah. It's a hill I will die on. It, it, it's because they, they, they carried on and explored his background and that. Yes. It, it was all kind of cool, I guess, but Doomsday is here to serve one purpose.
1: Yeah. He's the creative team have actually said he was here to serve the purpose of being able to kill Superman because it made no sense to them that Lex Luthor would survive this time. However, all the other times he's failed, why would he succeed in killing Superman this time? Same with Parasite and Brainiac. So they needed somebody who they had no experience with that could just come in and kill him. That's the purpose of him. He's a plot device. He's the MacGuffin (laughs) to get us to what they themselves admit is the real story, world without a Superman.
0: Well, yeah, it's it's actually kind of interesting how the death of Superman aspect of the death of Superman is the weakest Hmm. part of it.
1: But even with, with that being said, I blitzed through all these all six issues of this yesterday. Yeah. I don't personally have any kind of problem with the pacing and setup of it. Mm. I think if you think that this is a balls out action movie Yeah. Where the basic premise is this guy's gonna show up and just kick the shit out of your main hero. I think it does that really, really well.
0: Well one of the issues jumping straight into it with this first issue is it doesn't it's not that kind of like blockbuster film that just starts and keeps rolling though. As we've discussed part of this era of Superman was very Marvel-ish. Yeah. In that there's subplots so plots going. and supporting so characters, and while this is the first issue of Death of Superman, it's still the last issue of whatever's going on with the underworld here. Yeah. So it's it's kind of, especially with this first issue, what I think is to the detriment of standalone stories in the triangle system Marvel way, hmm. is you can't really have stories completely in isolation when the subplots still go in.
1: Yes, and I do... I would... See, I remembered like, bits of this. I'm not yeah. as au fait with this oh, era. As, but, same, yeah. like
0: once I caught up in why... Lex Luthor is a lion mane with a sex doll supergirl
1: and um, yeah and, and an Australian yeah he's a most convincing Australian we've ever but seen on not, TV
0: it's not super important to know and I like the subplots I think comics should have subplots and be like a soap opera yeah but when you're isolating it you, you've kind of got to like no one really like if you're watching um, Batman versus Superman and you want to read Death of Superman mm. and you're like 15 or whatever and you pick this up what's going on?
1: yeah There is an element, certainly to this particular issue, that is largely dealing with the subplot of the underworld and whoever these characters are. And as you go through it, there are appearances by people like Emil Hamilton and Bibbo and all that stuff that means absolutely nothing to you if you're just picking this up straight. Now, there's an argument to be made that these weren't written for the collection. They were written for monthly consumption, which is a completely different art form in terms of how you structure your stories. You can give somebody Superman for all seasons, having seen, again, Batman versus Superman or Man of Steel or whatever, and said, this is a good Superman comics book story, read this. And they don't need any other context other than they know from those films, Superman was raised in Smallville by Mar and Park Kent, away you go. Mm. That's all you need to know. This doesn't really have that, but again, it is a comic book from a different time. And it's basically, are you going to judge it on whether or not this story stands up on its own? Or whether or not you have to have that element of familiarity with it. Now, these were before you were born. Yeah. Did you were, did you read the Superman my Superman comics that ran up to this, or did you just read Doomsday?
0: If I remember, I think I I read the issues for this, but then carried on afterwards. Yeah. So once I would had to like catch up, I knew carried on forward. But yeah, when you jump in here, there's you need some kind of background knowledge Mm,
1: there is a little bit of context that you're missing
0: and it's kind of interesting because compared to the other big crossover which is nightfall Mm. um that does a similar thing but benefits from those subplots like with batman getting burned out yeah is it benefits from having in those trades as the the prelude to nightfall where he's he's getting worn out and all those subplots matter because they all build up to him being tired whereas a story like this that does come out of nowhere The only way to start it is...
1: To just throw in.
0: Yeah. To just jump right in.
1: Yeah, because all this underworld stuff is largely irrelevant to the overall story. Although I did really like the comedy beat of Superman thrusting a grade down Rocky Guy's face. (laughs) That's a brilliant panel. Yeah. Uh, That is a great... And then it blowing up inside of him. It's quite amusing. No, Superman didn't kill him. Just going to point that out. But yeah, the vast majority of this is... And Doomsday doing evil stuff. Like, we know he's evil because he crushes a little bird. (laughs) <laughs> so you know, it's evil. A,
0: it's like this same scene that was in Frankenstein and The Incredible Hulk. Well, I think that's what they're going for, yeah, isn't it? He's is
1: this unstoppable, implacable monster. You don't know who he is. You don't know where he's come from. You don't know what his purpose is. And it kind of works for this story, and I. That's why I personally think the more they try to explain it yep. and explore it, the less interesting Doomsday got. Mm. Sometimes not explaining everything is better. Yeah. But I think the same thing about Bane, don't I? I think that Bane shouldn't have been seen again after Nightfall.
0: <laughs> well I, I kinda like Bane, and I was reading up what happened to him after Nightfall. Nothing interesting. And then and then he has to go track down his actual father, who's a drug dealer, and that leads him to team up with Rachel Ghul, and <sighs> what, what what?
1: That's what I mean. Nothing interesting yeah. was done with him after Nightfall. Mm. You know, some of those stories may be fought that Chuck Dixon did some good stuff. Yep. The same with Doomsday. The, there's a three-part Hunter Prey
0: yeah.
1: mini that Dan Juergens did that I vaguely remember being good. Mm. But, you know. I mean, there's some cute bits in this. I love Superman. Kick it, Superman. Lois kicking Superman in the butt. <laughs> That's yeah. quite amusing. Uh, I do love that uh, we we once again emphasise how awful Doomsday is by having him crush Optimus Prime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which he does again later
1: on. <laughs> Which he does later on, yeah. He
0: doesn't like truckers, he does, does he? <laughs> doomsday really isn't in
1: for truckers i don't maybe on his planet because you know i don't even remember where doomsday came from To you uh see if we'd have done uh, this as a regular episode we, we would have done research
0: tied into apocalypse briefly Did he? because dark scared of him and then he fights dark which is pretty cool right but i don't know if he comes from before then again i read these all like last year but i have no memory of them
1: See, I've read them years ago. Because yeah. you read all these trades when I bought them last year, didn't you?
0: Yeah. All right,
1: so that's basically Man of Steel. We, we get um, a flag through to the Justice League. Little Oberon, who I quite like, is the guy who just sits answering the phones, <laughs> by all accounts. And uh, Doomsday has been reported having crushed Optimus Prime, uh, which he laughs at. Uh, back... <laughs> I bet Transformers the movie, he laughed when Optimus Prime died, didn't he? <laughs> Oh, that's just callous. That's more evil than him pushing that, that little <laughs> yellow bird.
0: Death of yes. Prime. So, Every time he hears the touch, he starts laughing.
1: <laughs> well, don't
0: we all? <laughs> uh, anyway, the next issue,
1: Justice League of America, issue 69, one of my favourite numbers, um, is slotted <laughs> nice. into the issue here. I don't remember... You may remember this better than me. I don't remember reading this issue as part of Doomsday. I don't remember if I had this issue.
0: I don't remember you. I I don't remember you owning it. I don't. But it, which is weird, because it's a part of the story.
1: Yeah. Like... But I wasn't reading Justice League at the time because I am going to upset people now. <laughs> this is the B list Justice League, isn't it? I mean, come on! You've got Fire and Ice. Yeah. <laughs> You've got, go anywhere? I, no idea. I don't even know if they're still a thing, yeah. to be honest with you. You've got Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, who, let's be honest, are the Markham and Wise of comics. Oh, I love Booster Gold. I Golden love Booster be- <laughs> but, but they're a comedy duo. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, it's it's like basically sending Cannon and Ball in to fight giant haystacks. That's what this is. It's not a fur fight, is it? You know, hey, Three Stooges, we want you <laughs> to go and fight the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> 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 Ah! The
0: crossover no one
1: asked for. Yeah, it's just not up. You've got Guy Gardner, who is a bit of a badass, I suppose, because he does seem to have a power ring, but he's a massive prick. Yeah. And then you've got my utter favourite, Bloodwind.
0: <laughs> is that. There... can <Could>, get <laughs> pills for that. You know, if I had Bloodwind, <laughs>
1: I'd go and see the doctor. I don't know about you. <laughs> Oh, there's the other one, Maxima. Oh, yeah, Maxima. Well, I quite like Maxima. I, I like her, Because yeah. she comes from an earlier Superman story. Didn't he meet her on a war world planet and she's a okay, Amazon yeah. Wonder Woman type bad guy or something? And she tries to go straight. Wonder
0: Woman rejected him, so he's moved on to Maxima. Yeah, so he's moved that. on to Maxima, yeah. Uh,
1: but Bloodwind, <laughs> if, if there is a more 90 superhero name than Bloodwind... Yeah. I don't know we're what it is. We're not even at
0: Bloodlines yet as well. No, we're not. <laughs> you and know it's... you're in the 90s when a forgettable superhero has blood in their name.
1: And, and we can actually point to you, well, we know Gar Gardner's still around. Yeah. And we know, in some fashion, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle are still around. Yeah. Is Blue Beetle still mopping his brains up off the floor as he got better?
0: No, he's better now. All right. He was, last I think we saw him was in Heroes in Crisis. Right,
1: so he's back around. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, oh, yeah, I read Heroes in Crisis. Eminently unmemorable. Tom Taylor story of people just talking to camera. Uh, it's Tom, like if, it's if, the if they made Tom, a. Super, Tom King. Tom King, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if they made a modern
0: family style sitcom about superheroes with mental issues. But Wally West has a panic attack and then kills everyone. Yeah. That, that thing that Wally West does. You and it was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs>
1: But anyway, uh, Fire and Ice, I have, they're a nice duo, I guess. <laughs> I'm still not entirely sure what Ice's power are. Is she like Is she like Iceman, having read this? I, I guess. Okay.
0: Um, I just like the fact that she has like a costume, but then wears a crop top on top of it. Well, she won't be showing her boobs, does she? Let's be honest. Isn't it the same reason they wear pants? But she's wearing a one-piece and then has a crop top over
1: it. Well, it was the 90s. <laughs> she's probably just done a Jane Fonda workout video. I don't know. That, her costume did very much like she'd just been to the gym, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. All right, so I don't know if they're still a thing. They may be. Uh, I asked you this yesterday, but for the, the purposes of the show, do you know anything about Bloodwind post this? No. Okay.
0: I don't know anything about Bloodwind in this, and he's in this. <laughs> yeah, what is his power set? Well, because I'm assuming we're going through the Justice League subplots as well, because there's a bit where it's like, oh, my God, I knew it was him all along. Yeah. And then there's a bit where Bloodwind's
1: like, I need to go and recover, and he just disappears. And you're like, what's all that about? Like Poochie the dog. (laughs) Bloodwind returned to his (laughs) own planet. I mean, mean, if you were reading Justice League in this period, he was probably an interesting character.
0: Maybe. Maybe.
1: We We hope. hope. Like Fire and Ice and and Booster Gold and, and Blue Beetle. But this essentially felt like it's a good issue.
0: It's actually a really good yeah, issue, yeah. it's a
1: really enjoyable issue. And
0: the contrast of them getting their asses kicked <laughs> while yeah. Superman's on TV yeah. is really good.
1: Yeah, because Superman's off being interviewed by Cat Grant for some reason. I do like his casual pose when he's sat in the chair. Like, yeah. he's, he's all too cool for school, even with the caper.
0: I still think there are some clunky dialogue bits with kids in this story. No more apparent than a fire and ice actual babes in person. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know that Dan Jurgens was good at writing kids. <laughs> I mean, we see Doomsday again and again, we know he's evil because he kills Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he crushes Bambi's neck yeah. for no reason other than he can. <laughs> uh, the interview with Superman is actually the most interesting part of the issue, even though the issue's fighty stuff is fun as well. Yeah. Because it's fun on a level, because on the one hand, we do get to see Doomsday just completely trash the Justice League. Mm. This B-list Justice League B-list, I'm being generous. This B-list Justice League are no match for Doomsday. Yeah. And he basically just stomps all over them. But let's be brutally honest, they're not a very good Justice League, <laughs> are they?
0: No. What What was everyone else doing? Why, why weren't they in the Justice League list? The... Didn't they
1: establish post-crisis that Wonder Woman and Superman weren't in the Justice League. Okay. Batman was kind of a reserve member, and he'd show up and tell Gardner who was a dick, and then leave.
0: In all fairness, Batman does seem out of place, always yes. in the
1: Justice League. Yes, was completely out of place. He would have I mean, no interest Justice in it. League, no, he wouldn't give a shit. So, and now it seems that Superman has semi-joined the Justice League on a, a... This is what you're relating to, though, that this is all stuff that's happening in other comics that is not relevant to this story. Yeah. And he actually does say he's kind of a reserve member. And he shows up when they need him. And apparently, when they really needed him, he was giving an interview <laughs> on TV. Because this issue is just brutal to the Justice League. And I said to you, you disagreed with me, so this is going to be interesting. I think this would have been much more satisfying if Doomsday had killed them all. Like Warren Ellis did with yeah, that Aliens crossover with but, Planetary or whatever. And
0: like, like we were saying earlier, if this was written now. He would. They would all be dead. They'd all but be dead. I guess there's this kind of. They don't want to like put them under the shadow of the death of Superman. Yeah. They don't need to die. Maybe he's not interested and he just wants to push them to the side. Yeah.
1: He... So, that's that's valid, I yeah. agree with you, but I can't help but think at least one of them should yeah. have been killed. And based upon the beatdowns that they all take in this, I think it should have been Guy Gardner. Because yeah. he basically crushes Guy Gardner's head and snaps his neck. Yeah, and I don't know how he survives
0: that. And I, I, this is largely forgotten now, I guess, but everyone thinks of Guy Gardner as the one punch guy, mm. where it, it it makes him much more of a stronger character to have gone toe to toe with Doomsday, Doomsday and yeah. walked away from it. Yeah,
1: because he certainly he certainly puts up the best showing mm. of them all. Basically, Doomsday, as would be expected, Booster Goals no match for this guy. No. Blue Beetle's no match for this guy. Fire and Ice don't seem to be any match for this guy. Bloodwind gets him one good punch and then he's like, oh dear.
0: Would Booster Gold not have known about this? Or is that something they specify later with Wave Rider or whatever he's called? Well,
1: that's the problem with Booster Gold. Technically, you should know everything that's going to happen, shouldn't he? So I don't know. I don't know. Overall, though, this was a very good issue that I think should have resulted in somebody's death. I mean, Blue Beetle comes close. Well, yeah. Blue Beetle gets the shit kicked out of him Mm. and really does look a little bit worse for her at the end. Um, I do like that panel of Superman looking rough when he learns about what's going on and the dark shadows around his eyes and the S is black on the yellow background instead of red. And Jurgens does good capage. Mm. He does excellent work with the cape. I mean, very much like Spawn's cape, it seems to change size depending on... What yeah. he's doing, but that's perfectly okay. And the end of the issue is Superman showing up and Booster Gold with his magnificent. Is that a mullet or is it his long hair?
0: I'd, I'd like it to be a mullet. I want it. <laughs> I of
1: all the superheroes, Booster Gold would have a mullet.
0: <laughs> the mullet survived into the thirty-first century. <laughs>
1: Overall, that was a really good issue because it is basically just punchy, punchy, fun, 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 run, it's, run.
0: It's it's kind of weird. It's it's better than it should have been. Oh yeah. As a crossover into the B list Justice League, yeah. it is a better issue than it should have been. It
1: is much better than it had any right to be, and it's very entertaining to watch this Z list Justice League get the shit kicked out of them <laughs> by Doomsday. Because yeah. it see that's the only thing though I think that by being the B-list Justice League, you're still not really taking Doomsday that seriously as a threat. Yeah. It's not like he's just kicked the shit out of the Green Lantern and Wonder Woman.
0: Well, it's it's like in the, the Justice League uh, Unlimited show. You you always knew how, how tough a bad guy was on them beating on Superman. Mm. But if they're beating on, well, kids, they don't look as intimidating. No, if you're
1: beating up Blue Beetle, you're like,
0: <laughs> let's be honest, you could probably take Blue Beetle. <laughs> couldn't you?
1: Let's be and honest. You know i mean wasn't one of the storylines that he put a bit of weight on because he was always sitting in the monitor room because <laughs> the by and large this is post the sitcom justice league isn't it yeah so this is after that but yeah but that was a really good issue and like i said earlier i don't remember i must have read it since but i don't remember if i had that issue as part of the overall storyline superman 74 picks up the story dan jurgens picking up where he left off which is pretty good. Blue Beetle's been beaten up. Maxima shows up. Where was she in the last issue? She was the... Well, did she do anything? I, I mean, know. she's supposed to be some badass Amazon warrior. Yeah. I don't really think she did much.
0: Our best character moment's at the start of this one when she wants to go and fight, and they're like, no, we need to look after this guy. Yeah, you
1: need to get this guy to the hospital, and she's like, but, but, but <laughs> he died fighting. That, that's... Yeah. that's. He's like She's like a Klingon, isn't she? He died with honour. <laughs> and But he's not dead yet. But he will be.
0: <laughs> okay it's like what's his face in lord of the rings oh my son's dead no he's not yet just throw, throw him on the throw him on the pyre <laughs> but, but he's, he's, not, he's dead. not dead <laughs> oh theod it it's not theodon it's the the guy who's not king yeah the guy who's a prick yeah yeah sing me a song hobbit
1: <laughs> oh yes he grossly eats <laughs> all the grapes yeah. uh, it's your noble isn't it? yeah doesn't you know this is a tangent There's an episode of Legends of Tomorrow where they go back in time to when they're filming Lord of the Rings and they meet John Noble. (laughs) (laughs) That's how batshit crazy Legends of Tomorrow is. Anyway, it's at this point that basically it just becomes more mad fighting. And I think this is where the pacing really picks up. So you've got that issue of Man of Steel out the way where you're like, "Eh, yeah, we're dealing with Underworld, Doomsday's here, he's he's going to kill some birds and Bambi and... Kill Optimus Prime, but he's, you know. And then the Justice League issue happens, and
0: that's really good. And then we cut to some stereotypical... 90s tea. Nirvana fan. Dan Juergens asking, what is with the kids these days? <laughs> <laughs> the dialogue is awful. He is Ooh. a massive prick, <laughs> this kid. And I get what they're going
1: for. They're going for this idea that he thinks Superman's... He's supposed to oh, be like beyond the it lock,
0: yeah, isn't he? I like this story and where it goes, but it's just... The the dialogue in it is I, I still maintain that Dan Jurgens is a better artist than he is a writer. And it's same with, with John Burke. It's with his dialogue sometimes. It's just so funny. God I hate you mum. You don't have any soda in no wonder dad left. Like, <laughs> you, you did you were funny earlier on, what did you say? <laughs> dad didn't leave because we had no soda, dad left because you're a shit.
1: <laughs> and I want you to just turn around and say, Well, go and live with your dad then and see how that works out
0: for you. Oh my god! he's so unreasonable. Sorry I couldn't go buy you some soda. I'm trying to look after your baby sister. Oh, fuck you, Mum. <laughs> he is Eric Cartman. I'm going to go he? watch my beavers and butthead now.
1: I mean, he does, he does have a moment where he's like, he catches himself for being a dickhead. Yeah. So that's all right. And then ice or oh, fire, one of them comes crashing <laughs> through the window. Lewis, ice. Yeah, yeah. The one who's the one who's, the one who's <laughs> just been the gym. Oh yeah. That that's subtle
0: <laughs> that subtle
1: colouring thing just went right out of my head. Yeah, ice comes crashing through the window doomsday arrives now okay this is something we discussed right right as of this moment in time doomsday is just walking in a straight line yeah just trashing everything that just happens to get in his way yeah right so this house <laughs> just happens to get in his way remember that i love the
0: walks through the house he can't walk around it no 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 he's, specifically he's just... he walks through this house
1: and what i love about this as well is superman does his patented move where he just plants himself and lets doomsday punch him yeah and if you remember superman versus the Amazing... No, not versus. Superman and the Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. The second one was Superman fights the Hulk. Right. Superman fights the Hulk, who is essentially a doomsday character. He's basically just a big brute, and if you get into a brawl with him, it's going to result in a lot of property damage and a lot of death. Yeah. So Superman basically changes his tack and goes, well, I could go total to this guy all day. Won't get us anywhere. I'm just going to plant myself here and let him wear himself out. And he's clearly having that same idea here. Mm. I'm going to plant myself here and let this guy just punch me until... He tires himself out, and Doomsday punches him and goes, "Hmm," and then literally (laughs) kicks him, (laughs) right,
0: wins him,
1: wins him, and knocks him through the house. Yeah, which is one of the best moments in the thing because one of the things I have with this is just how smart is Doomsday. It's not really something to get into, yeah. But he's clearly not a mindless brute because he does punch him. He realizes very quickly that's not going to do anything, and he just kicks Superman in the gut.
0: Yeah, well, aren't they going with that whole "he's an adapting hunter" kind yeah. of thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's there's more to him than what's going on, other than what we think is going on. Mm. And again, here this goes to where I think maybe the JLA should have suffered a death or so. He basically picks Booster Gold up and face palms him into a tree. Yeah. Now I don't know how strong Booster Gold is supposed to be. Well
0: he's got his shield on as well.
1: Well, yeah, he has, that's true. But you know. Uh, but also what I, I liked about this is Doomsday he just he doesn't seem to curve that he's trashing things. No. He's just literally just stomping through.
0: The question as well, does he have an end goal? Is he trying to get somewhere or is he just walking forward? Mm. What would have happened
1: if Superman hadn't stopped him? Yeah, would he have just carried on walking through the United States of America, (laughs) just trashing everything that got in his way? Yeah, and Batman tries to to see that. There you go. Okay, Batman should have been in this story, right? Batman would have stopped him because he's Batman. (laughs) Well, if Superman had simply given the Kryptonite
0: spear to Batman, (laughs) (laughs) he would use the spear for its intended purpose, which is to
1: throw. (laughs) And if he'd thrown it at Doomsday, or basically just said, "Hey." Xena, I don't know your real name because nowhere in any of the movies has the name Wonder Woman (laughs) been used but I can't really use this spear because, you know, Kryptonite and me, we don't get on so if I give you this, you seem to be quite tough spear that guy and we're all good, aren't we? That's the... Why did nobody come up with that end? We just brainstormed a perfect ending to
0: this But then you don't get your raised from the dead on the third day aspect of it Oh, that's true Which is the only thing that Zack Snyder does now what, what, we just came up with that ending I don't if, know what you're talking about. <laughs> but what if the Joker was a Jesus parallel? <laughs> oh, Wait, when you the, the the Wonder Woman, no one named her in the movies. No. She's this. Yeah. Oh that's what, a very good, is, good question. Yeah, yeah. Segway. Yeah, I'm good yeah, at this. Are. It's like we didn't do it for ten years. <laughs> but where does where does Doomsday get his name from? Right. Booster Gold says Booster Gold. it's like some kind of Doomsday. Yeah, which
1: is completely and totally a natural thing
0: for somebody <laughs> to say. <laughs>
1: And then all of a sudden, the media are calling him Doomsday. Yeah. And I can't find I anywhere that Booster Gold speaks to the media.
0: Maybe the media reported to, like, talk to the Justice League. Right. And they also very naturally said, it's as if Doomsday cometh. Yeah.
1: I mean, Superman does say to him, what did you call him? And Booster Gold says, I called him Doomsday. But that's different from announcing to the media, I have just called this guy Doomsday.
0: What did you call him? Well, I said it was like a Doomsday. That'll do. No, Superman, no. He's called Doomsday. Superman, no. No, no, no. Branding is important.
1: (laughs) I'm going to call him Doomsday, all right? Um, One of the things they do lay on thick throughout this whole story is people saying, he's Superman. He's going to be fine. That's laid on a little bit (laughs) thick.
0: The Titanic will never sink. Superman will never die. Pretty much.
1: Uh, Although going to what you say about Dan Jurgens's artwork, the the fight in this is pretty damn
0: good. Yeah.
1: Some of the, the splash pages are great. The anatomy all seems pretty cool. They
0: knew where they were going. Yeah. So they put all of their effort into making the fights look good. Yeah. And then everything else is secondary, really.
1: Yeah, because basically they know that this is... It's not really... Well, it is six issues of fighting if you count the Justice League issue, isn't it? Yeah. The first one isn't. The first issue of Man of Steel is, like you say, it's wrapping up old plot lines. But yeah, this is very definitely... It's six issues of balled-out brawl.
0: I do really like... It's the good bits of Man
1: of Steel. <laughs> it's the last half of Man of Steel where the fighting is really actually quite good.
0: <laughs> only someone remembered to turn the lights on.
1: Yes, only somebody remembered that lights I do, exist.
0: I do really like it's something that's kind of glossed over or forgotten. But Superman isn't invulnerable. He uses the solar cells mm. to power up. Yeah, and the, the Superman now is just you know Superman. Yeah. Whereas they they mention a few times here that Superman has this energy reserve. Yeah. That he's using up, and that's why he's weakened. And I I really like that the the, the kind of treatment of superman as not this godlike entity yeah
1: yeah that's really good as as the issues go on he's actually getting weaker yeah because he's never had to tap into his reserves of power as much as he's ever had to done in here Mm. which is one of the things yeah that's a really good part of the storyline that they're establishing see because one of the things that really bugs me about the way kryptonite is portrayed is that you only have to introduce kryptonite and suddenly superman can't stand up yeah and you're like, surely it would be a cumulative effect. Mm. And the same when you take that kryptonite away from him, he wouldn't suddenly be back to full He'd have power. To build back up, He'd yeah. have to build back up. So one of the things that is really good about this is that as the issues go along, he does start to, if you start punching him, he starts to bleed. Yeah. Because he is losing that reserve of, of solar battery that he's got. Like mm. solar batteries do need to recharge. So I thought that was really good. I like the cliffhanger ending of this one that the obnoxious Nirvana kid is trapped in the middle of his house on fire which I didn't get because I'm pretty sure Doomsday destroyed both walls, <laughs> so I'm sure
0: <laughs> he left with he plenty go in. of like exits. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not like the cut off from the door, <laughs> but all right, okay, I get that his mum's unconscious and he's in there with the baby, so all right, fair enough. And he's basically screaming for Superman to come and help him, and Superman is literally just about to get his hands on Doomsday, yeah. And he has to make the decision of letting Doomsday go and potentially kill more people, yeah. Or go and rescue this family.
0: Well, I I love the kind of, um, I don't know if it's unintentional or what, but in this, the ending of this is Superman saying, I don't want to go back and rescue that one child because I need to stop him from killing more people. Hmm. There's some kind of unintentional backpedalling in the next issue and it's another writer saying, well, I was just going to leave it because I thought maybe the Justice League could rescue the kid. Yeah, At no point is that mentioned in this issue. Well,
1: Jerry Ordway writes this one, the next issue, which is Adventures of Superman 497. Um, with Tom Grummet and Doug Hazelwood providing the art, my favourite of the artistic teams, yeah. it has to be said. But yeah, you are exactly right. And I actually prefer Dan Juergens' handling of it because that is actually a legitimate moral dilemma for him. Yeah. Do I say, do the needs of the many <laughs> outweigh, outweigh the needs of the few? Do I go back and save that one woman and her two kids? Yeah. Or do I stop this monster from potentially wiping out another small town? Yeah. And to actually backpedal on that in the next issue and say, well, I, I thought the Justice League would be there. I thought the Justice him...
0: League, who I just saw get their asses yeah. handed to
1: them. It gives him an out, doesn't it? Yeah. It gives him an out that I I personally felt undermined a really good moral dilemma for him. Mm. Because you know he's not going to leave them. Yeah, Superman's not going to decide to make that call. He's going to go back and he's going to save that family. Because by and large, that's what he does. Yeah. Mostly.
0: <laughs>
1: Looks into camera. <laughs> but it does give him a bit of an out that he's like, Oh yeah, Justice League with her, yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and certainly it shows up that fire and ice and booster and all that lot do try and help. Why Superman has this fight in mid air. And it's it's Tom Grummet's handling this. Again, it, it's at this point as well, isn't it, that the panels change. Yeah. So it's in the fourth really part.
0: Good. he realises that Doomsday Jumps can't fly, so he bends yeah. him underwater. Well, that
1: that brought up another thing about Man of Steel. This isn't in the film, okay. but in the novel to Man of Steel, there is an entire chapter near the end where he's fighting Zod, and mm. Zod hasn't learned how to fly yet. All right. Okay. And the entire chapter is Superman actually being smart, yeah. <laughs> something we, again, we don't actually see in the film, <laughs> actually being smart and going, right, if I keep him off the floor and I keep him in the air, I've got an advantage. Yeah. And he basically just keeps him in the air and keeps pounding on him. And at the end of the chapter, Zod figures out how to fly, right. and Superman's just, shit. <laughs> and it's, it's the best chapter in the book. Yeah, And it's the same here. He realises he's got an advantage. But it does beg the question then, why could he not just throw Doomsday into outer space?
0: Yeah. If there's no friction... I mean, again, that's just, we need to get to our destination, let's ignore yeah. everything I else. mean, if
1: he's if he's willing to <clears throat> punch him into the ocean here, an ocean that I don't know where this ocean came from, because the last time we checked, he's, he was in the middle of the Midwest of America. It's, it's a little okay. lake
0: or river or something. <laughs> yeah, whatever.
1: And he pushes him deep into the silt. The yeah. idea being, right, well, I've got time to go back, save that family, while he crawls out of that. Theoretically, why could he not just hurl him into space? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying throw him into the sun and kill him, because by and large, Superman doesn't kill. (laughs) But. They can't see you do that. (laughs) Oh, right, yeah, sorry. But certainly being able to look at a trajectory that he could throw him into space where he will not encounter a planet or anything. Superman could surely do that. Why can't he just do that with him? They never (laughs) answered that question to my satisfaction as to why he just couldn't throw him out into space. Yeah. Or, at the very least, because as he points out, he can't fly. If I grab hold of him by the scruff of the neck and take him into space, oh hell, I just leave him at Lagrange Point, where he's basically trapped between the gravity of the moon and the earth. That's what Lagrange Point is, isn't it? Yeah. He can't move. I've got him. Yeah. Mm, okay. I mean, the art is really good here. There is some exceptional art. I do like that as he's fighting him, Doomsday's Unitard's coming off. He's onesie. It's falling off him to reveal his... Such a
0: dumb costume. It is. Those pipes that tie him up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm presuming at some point in the later stories they do establish where he was and why he was trapped on that, whatever he was trapped in. Yeah. I presume. Because it
0: does, it reeks of, let's just give him a basic placeholder costume so we can gradually reveal him. How those spikes didn't just spike out of the onesie though
1: yeah because as soon as he starts revealing the spikes it becomes ridiculous that at any point it looked like he was wearing a onesie
0: what is it is it doomsday in something where the bones grow over where he's been damaged i don't know is that one of the animated movies is that all i think that's all star is it when jimmy olsen becomes doomsday Where he takes damage, the bones grow out to try and heal it and fix it. They're like a scab. So Grant Morrison put some thought into that? Yeah. (laughs)
1: Apparently. (laughs) Right, okay. Because in here, yeah, it just shows... Well, Superman realises later on in the storyline... That the the bones, the protrusions are essentially a skeleton. Yeah. So it's a skeletal thing. So if Superman were willing to kill him, I asked you earlier, when he realizes that, which is much later, mm. we've passed where we're up to, but we're going to jump all over the place, could he not grab hold of again the scruffy's neck and just rip his spine out? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because if you were going to put Superman in a position where he had to kill somebody, mm. this would seem to be a perfectly acceptable situation for that but, to happen.
0: I- I suppose by the time we get there, he is weakened. Yes. And I suppose it's still a bit of a struggle for two blokes to rip those spines out of each other. So I guess. Not wee- not in Predator. <laughs> I guess in pre- in in a weakened state, Superman might struggle to do that. Right. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Is, is my. That's no a prize.
1: That, that is a better no prize explanation than okay. So why didn't you just put him <laughs> into space? Yeah. Because. I may, I may, I freely admit I read all this yesterday. I may be missing that that was covered somewhere, Mm. but I I don't think that it was. Basically, Adventures of Superman is just a balls out action flick. Yep. There's lots of fighting. The subplots have gone away, apart from Jimmy being Turtle Boy in a TV show, which I was like, what?
0: I love Turtle Boy.
1: Do you know? Yeah, I do. (laughs) <laughs> okay.
0: But yeah. again, I really like the, the Grant Morrison concept of Jimmy Olsen with these many costumes. <laughs> I, I, I love it. It's stupid. But it makes perfect it's sense. It's
1: certainly stupid.
0: <laughs> but what if Jimmy Olsen was in the Godzilla costume?
1: <laughs> and this is this is the first appearance of Lex Luthor, isn't it? In this storyline. And the first yeah. appearance of Supergirl. Yeah. And all the way through it, Lex is like, oh, we don't want you going out and doing this, Supergirl. My Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Fluid. <laughs> indecipherable from the real thing <laughs> I think you'll agree <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so this goes back to what you were saying earlier on Lex Luthor at this point is the brain of Lex Luthor in a cloned body Cause... that he has pretended is his long lost son that he knew nothing about yeah. who has been living in Australia
0: so, yeah because wasn't it the kryptonite ring he had killed him Yes, with kryptonite cancer yeah and then he was like, well, yeah, I'm not going to die. I'm just going to do this elaborate ruse. Yes, uh,
1: elaborate ruse.
0: <laughs> so uh, is, is he actually from Australia or is he putting on an Australian accent? I don't know. I, th- <laughs> I can only assume given some of his dialogue. Can you imagine just watching it, though? Like, I Struth, Superman's beating on that <laughs> <c-."> <laughs> don't know that the Australians <laughs> wouldn't say that. That's, a, that's an Australian thing. Oh, God, I thought it's, it was it's, it's Scottish. More, it's one, more really. Australian than a can of Fosters is. <laughs> That's very
1: true. I just love I we were on about this earlier. I think they should have just gone the whole log and counts and, and cast Paul Hogan it. <laughs> That's not a knife. As doomsday approach is it?
0: See you played knifey spoonie before
1: <laughs> that, see I love Australia. I love Australians. I I never bought this guy as Australian.
0: I, I thought he was British actually the first time I read it. That
1: that is actually valid because it does seem like the slang although a lot of australian slang is our slang and vice versa Prison slang. yeah and we've picked up stuff like now worries from <laughs> shit like neighbors and stuff yeah. so there is a lot of cross-pollination but i just never bought his australian accent especially the way they wrote it as well
0: yeah or, or why he's got flubber to dress up as Supergirl. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's another thing as well. So, Supergirl in this storyline is not Superman's cousin Kara zor Supergirl in this storyline is a protoplasmic blob of pink goo <laughs> that he <laughs> pretends or makes look like Supergirl <laughs> so that he can use her as a sex doll. When
0: well, Lex Luthor gets bored of McDonald's Happy p- <laughs> uh, uh, McDonald's Apple Pies, he moves on. Oh, couldn't so like, so she can appear as anything, right? Yeah,
1: so why Supergirl? So why why always a Supergirl? I mean, she doesn't. <laughs> she, at the back end of this storyline, all the way at the end of Reign of the Superman, yeah. doesn't she pretend to be Clark Kent? Yes. Or something like that. Anyway.
0: Maybe Lex has just got something for the costume. Well, that's that's not I mean, Oedipal, but it's certainly something, isn't it? You know, he's, he's had a hard-on for Superman for years. He might as well have one for Supergirl, too. He <laughs> we as well have a literal one, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh,
1: yeah, the, the, this is basically just a fight scene. It's four panels now. And as the story goes along now, each issue will bring down its panels. Part three will only have three panels, part two will only have two panels, and one yeah. is all splash pages and so on and so forth. It's really well done by Tom Grummet. Uh, Tom Grummet is very much in the John Byrne mould. His work is very detailed. The artistry with Doug Hazelwood is great. It's another great issue that is basically just Superman gets the shit kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the pattern now yeah. for the next three issues. And it's it's quite good. Uh, Roger Stern, Jackson Grice, and Dennis Rodia wrote... Andrew, Action Comics issue 684, which is the next issue, which is now just Doomsday is near. So all of the issues seem to have Doomsday is near, Doomsday is here, Doomsday likes a beer, Doomsday, <laughs> Doomsday, is, queer. <laughs> Doomsday is queer, Doomsday is one rear of the year. That, that, they are the titles of all the issues.
0: <laughs> they saw him in that onesie, and anyway, went, there you go. <laughs> and here is Doomsday showing off the new romper. <laughs> Actually, Doomsday is queer. That would totally work nowadays, Doomsday it? is the LGBT icon we didn't know we needed. Yeah, I'd be down with that. <laughs> I think mean, that would be perfectly fine.
1: And that's why he's got a mad on for Superman.
0: Enemy turned ally. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, one of the things that we, we have noticed in your credits in these trade paperbacks are different to the credits in my omnibus. Right. They have removed the editorial credit and the Superman created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster credit for reasons I do not know. But at the beginning of the trade, they are mentioned. So maybe they thought, we're already crediting those guys once.
0: Yeah. It's
1: the only thing I can think of.
0: Because surely it would have taken some effort to have removed it from the issues.
1: Yeah. And... Uh, my Omnibus as well, just to go back a page, actually still has the next issue blurbs, right, okay. which yours don't. They've removed them as well. And I don't know why, because it's not like they've made an effort to make this flow as one story, because the covers are all there. Mm. So it, it just seems a bit weird to me. Uh, he's trashed a cinema showing Lethal Weapon something or other in the background. Yeah. 1993, would that have been Lethal Weapon 3? Maybe. By that point. It's going on a downhill slide by this point. The Little Weapon (laughs) movies, to be brutally honest.
0: It's three. We got them by three. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, the first one's okay, but Mel Gibson's rampant homophobia is borderline offensive. Hell no, it's not borderline offensive, it is offensive. It's um, fine,
0: he'll say worse in the <laughs> coming years.
1: He'll say worse, and he won't be able to pretend that it was his character. Yeah. That's what's quite sad about her.
0: His apologies are more offensive than the actual statements. Just Mel, shut up, just don't say anything. We do get to a bit here where this this panel here. There's there's some discrepancies between the dialogue and the art in places. Yes. Superman says that it's so easy to follow Doomsday's trail of destruction when it looks like a couple of footprints and some broken twigs in that panel. Yeah, it doesn't Yeah, that, that doesn't look
1: like a trail of destruction, does it? And what's especially interesting as well, he destroys Optimus Prime again, does Doomsday, because he really doesn't like truckers. Again, I don't know what he has
0: against them. I'm more of a Megatron fan. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he's actually a Decepticon <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the next issue he turns into a Transformer yeah.
1: nobody would see that coming
0: would they wow you've just blown this story why don't... Uh
1: he picks up a car with a guy I loved he's this bit he paved
0: the way for the coming of the Decepticon yes
1: the coming of Doomsday god
0: I can write this shit
1: yeah you should um, he throws a car up into the air with a guy in it and I really like this guy panics yeah. in a very quiet oh shit oh shit oh shit <laughs> oh shit way He's like, he really does go into shock because yeah. of what's happening. Unfortunately, Superman captures him. But then Superman says, did you see which direction he went in? And <laughs> on the very next panel, there is literally a destroyed <laughs> road. And I'm like, I know you're not the detective, Superman. I know that's Batman's job. <laughs> I don't really think you need to ask him which direction he's going in. Unless Superman's just trying to keep him chatting okay, and okay. stop him yeah, yeah, yeah. from going into shock. No prize. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know that's a very good no prize. I like that bit. Mm. I like that scene. I think Superman spent far too long just chatting with this guy. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, surely at this point he'd be like, let's get this car on the ground and get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> but okay, whatever. Doomsday makes his way into a Lex Mart.
0: Yeah, well, this is the thing as well. It's it's difficult for Superman to follow the trail of destruction, but he's perfectly able to locate Doomsday watching TV in a Walmart.
1: Mm. Well, what was really weird about this as well is up until this point, they've established that he's just moving in a straight line. Yeah. So again, it shouldn't really be hard for him to find him <laughs> if he's just moving in a straight line. Again, Superman, I know you're not the detective, <laughs> but okay. Uh, and Doomster is suddenly attracted to a television screen advertising war bash whatever in Metropolis. And then he suddenly starts speaking. He no longer laughs when he crushes little birds. <laughs> Oh, and he destroys Optimus <laughs> Prime. He starts saying Metropolis, and it's like suddenly he gets a a, a yearning to head towards Metropolis. So as he now to deliberately to take part in the wrestling, to take part in the wrestling, yeah, he,
0: he, it's obviously his bad, man. Yeah. I mean, he's dressed like one. I want to see Hulk Hogan fight Doomsday. Oh, come at me, brother! That
1: would actually be very, very funny. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage versus Doomsday,
0: and then then Hulk Hogan's uh, reality TV show can just be him recovering from the Doomsday fight. <laughs> Hulk Hogan attraction. We, we now return to Hulk Hogan learning to walk again. <laughs> I'm on the <laughs> rips, brother. Do you know the
1: episodes of the eighty with Hulk Hogan in are the worst? Really? <laughs> worst than the one with Boy George in. I'm not kidding. <laughs> anyway So anyway, yeah, the end of problem fighting Lex Mart, which I thought was quite cool. Is the Wayne Mart?
0: <laughs> does Bruce Wayne own a
1: chain of supermarkets as well?
0: well but yeah, the, the, the trail where he decides to go to metropolis. Yeah. Why why?
1: Yeah, does he change direction now? And if he does, how does he know which direction Metropolis is in? Has <laughs> yeah. he looked at the road maps and gone, well, okay, if I'm in the supermarket, so let's just, oh, yeah, here's an A to Z, so I'm here. He I'm at this at left mark. Yeah. So if I go north by north, oh, well, yeah, Metropolis at, is uh, that way. Past
0: one. the L's Toy bar. <laughs> but again, that, that implies, Stop off in Subway. That implies that he was going somewhere yes, else before. Which mm-hmm.
1: was never the indication as you were reading through this story. Mm. The indication was always he's, he's ended up coming from somewhere we know not where. He's ended up here and he's just walking. Yeah, he's basically came from kung fu and he's walking in one direction, and then he suddenly sees this advert for a wrestling match and he thinks that's what I want to see. <laughs> And he then decides to go for Metropolis.
0: Do you think if he stopped at another Lexmark and saw like the monster truck rally was in town in, in, in Gotham, he'd go towards, yeah, towards Gotham instead, <laughs> yeah. Or Kentucky. <laughs> More likely
1: to go to Kentucky for a monster
0: rally. NASCAR at Co City. Oh, that sounds yeah. interesting. That sounds
1: like fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wasn't quite sure on, did he change direction and specifically target Metropolis there? Because if he'd carried on walking in a straight line, would Metropolis have not been there? Yeah. Would he have just carried on walking? And what would what would happen when he got to the sea? Keep walking. Just, and what, just sink?
0: Well, yeah, there's this fish that he can squeeze.
1: <laughs> he can show how evil he is by crushing Nemo. Yeah.
0: Just flounder comes up.
1: Yeah. One of the things that we both pointed out in this one, Jackson Guy swipes from Jack Kirby an awful lot. Mm. You pointed out the teeth of Doomsday on page whatever, 116 of the yeah, graphic novel.
0: it's weird things like arms and teeth.
1: Yeah. I mean, the panel at the bottom of that, that page is very definitely a Kirby punch. Yeah, and there's an awful lot of Kirby concepts were drilled into Superman in this era. Mm. So all the habitat stuff and all the fourth world stuff and Mister Miracle yeah. and all that stuff was 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 put in Superman because they weren't really carrying their own books at that point because yeah. nobody had really handled them any any well since Jack Kirby. In fact, I would argue nobody's handled them any good since Jack Kirby. Yeah, maybe Greg Morrison. Mm. Maybe Grant Morrison, Final Crisis, but anyway,
0: and then we end up in Habitat. We, and, what? But I, I kind of like Superman's, like, oh, we're in Habitat. Well, of course, I've not been paying any attention. I've just been too busy focusing. Yeah,
1: why is Habitat deserted? Is that relating to a storyline that happened in the comics that we're not aware of?
0: I, I don't know. For right. the sake of convenience,
1: for the sake of convenience, we'll say yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I it, think again, it's a pretty <clears throat> good fight scene. There's not really a lot to say about it other than Superman gets his ass kicked. Again, uh, which is becoming a, a running pattern here. It is nice that um, guard is that guardian. Guardian, yeah, shows up. Not Captain America. Not not Captain America, uh, although he wants to be. Uh, and we've moved ten miles in the space of this issue. Mm-hmm. We were sixty miles to Metropolis. Now we're fifty miles to Metropolis. So sorry, we're back to Superman of Steel for Doomsday. Louis Simonson job bugged the and Dennis Janke with the art again. Superman started to bleed. On page one, like Psycho, he's actually bleeding chocolate sauce, not blood.
0: Because I don't know whether they can put blood <laughs> I mean, on the cover. Who, who knows what the biology of Kryptonians is? It's very true. Where yeah. does Nutella come from? <laughs> it
1: comes from Superman. <laughs> um, the first page of this is really quite brutal, as Doomsday literally just snaps a trucker's neck. Yeah. Again?
0: <laughs> that, that happens a few times in this issue specifically. You'll find someone who's lying there with their head crushed yeah. by a pipe. like he's just snapped the neck <laughs> off. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's a, it's a what's his name? So we're now into two panel pages, so it is big, splashy fights. I liked that on the fourth page of the issue, page 130 of the graphic novel, that actually looks like a photo in the background. Yeah. Which is a trick that Kirby would do, and McFarlane would do, and John Byrne would do. It's an actual photo of a city. Um, there are two helicopters right near each other. Uh, one of them looks like a which is always a good thing in my book, <laughs> uh, just so we can set up a gag letter on. But by and large, this is a Double X shows up. Again, if you have no idea who Double X is, yeah, he doesn't mean anything to you. All of this, I presume, is excised when they do the animated features. I don't really remember much about them. Mm, they don't really serve
0: any purpose other than we need to tick off these subplots. Yeah,
1: we need to mention these for people that are reading the books on a regular basis. Well, where was Double X and all that yeah. stuff? Whereas if you're reading it like 30 years later... None of that really matters, and this what, is what is, what
0: is we're going on with Cadmus now. Is it still a thing?
1: No idea. I don't uh, know if Cadmus is even. I know it's mentioned in like the TV shows and stuff, hmm. but I can't. I've, I've not been reading the super titles for a long time. Yeah. Um, he gets the, the wrestling moves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Superman does a wrestling move on Doomsday, and they carry on fighting.
0: Well, Doomsday's been practicing. He so has he, he's got a uh, fight coming
1: up. <laughs> he was watching Hulk Hogan on the screen. There's a brutal bit here with three people. It looks like three people approach him. Is this is this in Cadmus? Is that where this is now?
0: No, we've passed that now. Okay. All
1: right. And Doomsday basically just... It looks like he only punches one of them. Yeah. On the panel. But on the next page, the guy has literally got his his yeah. head ripped off. And it is nothing but blood all over. Them, which I thought was really brutal for this era of Superman comic book. No. You know, now we've grown up with Jeff Johns ripping arms off left, right and centre. <laughs> this isn't perhaps as, as violent as it was back in the day. But I still thought that was a bit much for a Superman comic. Mm. You know, I thought, know, what do I know? Um, massive explosion re- makes Metropolis shake all over the place. The two helicopters nearly collide. Despite all that airspace, yeah. they manage to get under each other's feet. And Lex Luthor finally says, go on, Super Gale. Go and fight this strong guy dooms doomsday. I don't need you to protect me anymore, Supergirl. (laughs) Again, accent flawless. I think you'll agree. (laughs) Now, this—it's
0: like (laughs) a this is like you're in Australia (laughs) watching
1: Home (laughs) and Away. I don't know. Now, this bit's interesting, right? Because this is a massive mistake, right? In terms of later issues, as we've gone along, Superman's lost been ripping off Doomsday's onesie. He now has these big protrusions coming off his elbow. Hmm. He. Basically elbows Superman in the rib, gutting him, causing massive amounts of blood mm. to come flying out. Remember that because when we get to the next issue where he's going toe-to-toe to him, he, that wound has disappeared, yeah, completely.
0: Now, no he got better.
1: He got better. Now, given how well editorially they have been throughout this story of making all this shit match, the fact that there is only a couple of places where they've got goofs like that is quite impressive, really. Mm. So for player to him. What we've got next is one of the single funniest panels in the boot. <laughs> I I literally <laughs> had a laugh at that. He punches Doomsday, punches Supergirl, who remember, is protoplasmic gel <laughs> at this point and it literally squishes her face like he's just got swarf eager, you know, that stuff that you used to clean your hands with? <laughs> and it just looks like he's thrown a load of that at the wall. And Supergirl basically just becomes a blob of purple goo. <laughs> so basically, Lex Luthor was right. Supergirl made no impact <laughs> on this fight whatsoever. I, I love
0: how her, in her normal form she looks like Ambush Bug. <laughs> I love how, like, a
1: normal... what is
0: What even is that?
1: I don't even remember what she was.
0: <laughs> I know there's that... Do you, ever, do you ever, like, read old comics and just think, why is this a thing? Yeah, why is this <laughs> why a thing? Why is this a thing?
1: It was like... And I get that they wanted to make it so Superman was more unique and he was the last son of Krypton and all that stuff all over again and they didn't want... But I'd, I'd fail to see how having a Supergirl that is a protoplasmic goo that isn't really a real person is any better than... Oh, she's his cousin.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Which is which is the cleaner explanation. It not make any sense to me. But, yeah, oh, what do I know? Professor Emil Hamilton and his missus show up. I don't know if they were married. Doesn't matter, does it? And Bibbo's here. <laughs> um, apparently they can float. <laughs> They've got belts that make them float. I don't know what all that's about. And then finally, the SCU show up, the special crimes unit mm. for Metropolis, which is Maggie Sawyer. Um, good LGBTQ representation at the time when there wasn't any. Mm. And so because she's a great character, they instantly stole her and put her over in the Batman books. (laughs) Let's make Lex Luthor a Batman villain. And then let's make Lois Lane Batman's girlfriend. She's the only
0: character that matters.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, Terrible Turpins here. And they go all out against Doomsday. It goes about as well as you would expect.
0: (laughs) For two pages. Yep.
1: They're absolutely no use. Uh, Again... When they're fighting with each other, Doomsday guts Superman in the the side, okay, ripping yeah. his costume. Remember that? Because, <laughs> you know, Lex Luthor's Lex Men. Was that the name? I don't know. Because
0: it should have been. They look like the, the Parademons. From they Britain do look like the Parademons. Oh, exactly.
1: yeah. Maybe that's where they came from, I don't know. And it basically boils down to one big knockdown drag out fight that ends this issue and commences in Superman 75 which is the same cover as the cover of the graphic novel. It's Superman's cape fluttering on a pole of some kind because he's dead. I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> Every single page of this issue is a splash. Most of them are really good um, because it does feel like it's the end of a Rocky movie yeah. where they've gone the distance and Superman's Rocky. Well, he's Apollo Creed, actually, isn't he? Mm. And Doomsday's Drago. Yeah, I must break you
0: i I do think as well the the going down in panel sizes. Is when you're going at such a fast pace. It's mm. a it's a subliminal way of like slowing yeah. down the pace back again.
1: And it's really interesting as well that obviously they wrote these to be single issues mm. that they would take an approach that pacing wise works really well when you read it as a collected edition. Yeah. Because remember, in 1993, collected editions weren't the norm. Yeah. yeah. They were They didn't churn out a storyline and instantly put it in a collected. One of the things that I really resent about Marvel when Joe Quesada came on board was that suddenly every single storyline mm. was written for the inevitable collected Six edition. Six to
0: 12 issues. Yeah,
1: because every single storyline was worthy of a collected edition. Yeah. And you're like, it's not though, is it? <laughs> Nobody mm. really wants Grounded as a collected edition, do they?
0: <laughs> it didn't even finish.
1: <laughs> I did. Chris Robertson came on, remember? Oh, yeah. And, we and covered it got the got better. And it got better when he was writing it. Yeah. But, you know, we're not talking about Grounded. We've done that way back when. <laughs> I don't remember what. Um... The Parademons, the Lexmen, whatever—they sure get their head handed to them. Such a good name, Lexmen. <laughs> eh? That must be a good name. Notice Superman's rib cage is now fully intact, as is his costume. Yeah. So whenever he got gutted, that that seemed to go away. And it, it is basically it is just one big splash panel after another of fighting. Um, I had a real problem with how close. Lois gets to this fight. Like, she is literally in the middle
0: yeah.
1: of Doomsday and Superman punching the shit out of each other with no obvious ramifications. <laughs> like, her doesn't even get out of place.
0: She, she's always in danger, she's used to it. Yeah,
1: what's she gonna do now? He's dead. She'd be dead of herself.
0: I love how in these issues she looks like Stringfellow Hawk. Like, she looks like she could pilot her <laughs> She does look pretty cool. She does look pretty badass in them shades. <laughs> the shades that seem to
1: disappear in between panels. Yeah. But, whatever. Uh, they have a quick smooch, uh, which, you know, Jimmy Olsen doesn't see, because Jimmy Olsen... No, nope,
0: everyone's watching this fight, and nobody <laughs> yeah, sees this.
1: Everyone's watching Newsday Superman fight. The entire city is out <laughs> watching what's going on. There are news cameras yep. in the air, in the helicopters we've already established. Jimmy's right there, <laughs> and he misses that shot. Yeah. He's... God, he's useless, isn't he? Jimmy Olsen. I think somebody should shoot him in the face for fun. (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) But anyway, you know, there's a good panel of Superman there. Again, I like that uh, he suddenly had time to put eyeshadow on to emphasise his his (laughs) blue eyes.
0: You've got to look good. You've got
1: to look good, yeah. (laughs) And he goes into Doomsday. What I love about this is he headbutts (laughs) him when in doubt. Glasgow kiss.
0: throws himself and then just like, goes... Yeah. Yeah. Headbutt. Loose and then throws himself into Yeah, which is, you know, it's perfectly valid. And what we're building up to it That's a good
1: panel. Superman gets rammed into the floor by, the, like, a pile driver. Doomsday grabs him by the ankles and just... Wham! That's a great panel. I really like that. And I do like that people are all still, he's super fine, He's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. He's literally just had his head pounding into the pavement.
0: Laying it on really thick. <laughs> he's going to be fine. Don't worry it's about it. <laughs> You'll get better. Yeah.
1: Um, and again, this, this really plays into what you've been saying. So at this point, he's not at peak efficiency. So he's just going toe to toe with him. Um, he gives him one last blast with his heat vision because the angry red eyes of cliche have only come out once in this Lois story.
0: Lois decides to get right yeah, in that's them. what I mean, Lois! <laughs> right there! In between the two of them kicking the shit out of each other. If she's any closer to Superman's heat vision, she can shave a moustache. Yeah, well, it certainly looks like Doomsday could grab
1: hold of her <laughs> ankle, doesn't it? What would you have done if you'd done like the thing here, like the Hulk did with Loki in The Avengers? <laughs> and grabbed all the Lois and you Smack! Now, that would have been a duringly (laughs) different take for this story to to take. And killing Lois Lane would have certainly been a motivation for the male hero to get some agency, wouldn't it? (laughs) They can't see me do that, can they? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I I do like this fight scene. Unlike the actual issue, this doesn't have the fold out. Mm. And my omnibus doesn't have it. And your trade paperback doesn't have it. So I don't know if, if that's ever been reprinted in that way before um superman 75 i actually have a bagged copy of this yeah michael Bailey sent it me oh, i did it? he sent me a bagged copy of it because i could never get older one
0: was it well wasn't that one that because it was in the news it sold out
1: yeah i don't know if it's worth anything
0: now yeah
1: but i have an unopened bagged copy it'd be really funny well. it'd be really funny if michael just sent me an empty bag
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've already got the issue <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah it's got the armband in it because okay. i've got two now i've got one that's open
0: Right, and okay. I've got a bagged one. Oh. It's for your retirement fund. Is it? Yeah, it'll be worth at least a quid. <laughs> <laughs> Which post-apocalypse? In the future, that won't even buy me a pick and mix. No, yeah, it won't. Currents cur- 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 will be Funko Pop in the future. Quids uh-huh. are worth nothing. Uh-huh.
1: So the fight is it's it's actually really well depicted. Dan Jurgens does a really good job with the fight scenes, and the the what says. I am slightly confused as to his cape. His cape seems to disappear and reappear. As the story needs it, because I'm pretty sure that if we have a look there, he's got yeah. a full, he's got well half a cape mm. still on there. But on the next panel, he's got literally just the bit that lives around his neck.
0: Yeah,
1: and I'm sure that if we go back, yeah, his cape pretty much got trashed in the last issue. So he's still got the yellow S on at the end of last issue. But when we go into this issue, he's not. So I don't know how the cape keeps following them unless it's like a homing cape.
0: It's, it's just McFarlane rules. <laughs> what looks cool. Yeah, I,
1: mean, I can go with that in comics. That's perfectly fine. So they're going toe-to-toe with each other. There's, there, I like that Superman's got a hairy chest. <laughs> you know, Henry Cavill has a hairy chest.
0: Okay. Uh, that's why he got cast. I, I, I suppose that's good to know. Yeah. You've seen, you've seen top. <laughs> oh, no, you've not seen Justice League, have you? I've not. No. You're not missing anything. I've seen his moustache. <laughs> If we're discussing Henry Cavill No,
1: no, no. Nobody saw his moustache. Um, and I, I like the my only problem with this, right, is how, how does Doomsday die?
0: He just gets beaten up.
1: So basically Superman puts everything into one last punch. That kills him.
0: Yeah. Just at the exact it's moment. A, it's a really strong punch. It must be
1: <laughs> that Superman dies. I, I still think he should have ripped his spine out. That would have been... <laughs> I'm obsessed with this ripping the spy out deal Um, but yeah you know it's the the final past pages it's the last bits that are the most effective part of the issue it's Jonathan and Martha crying while they watch it live on TV it's been broadcast live on TV Superman just kissed Lois live on TV nobody saw that
0: we were looking away the smoke there was too much smoke man we were looking at the monster not the kissing
1: oh i suppose you know the amount of, of grievous bodily harm that's been rocked upon the uh the the metropolis skyline maybe there was too much smoke
0: yeah you remember what happens
1: when buildings collapse it's, you know <laughs> that's what happens so and then there's Bloodwind shows up with ice with ice it's fine. and it's like where the hell have you been dude <laughs> So he's just done this knockdown, drag out fight on his own, and you got there just that minute too late. <laughs> oh
0: no, sorry, I was <laughs> oh, late. <laughs> sorry, Superman.
1: <laughs> I do apologize. I'm just dying, don't worry. So Bloodwind shows up with ice. Uh, no side of Batman. No,
0: no. side of Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, because around this era, Batman's really, really tired. Yes. Isn't Nightfall just about to kick off? In, I think in the early issues of Nightfall, they're wearing the armband.
1: Right, okay. Because I don't remember what's happened to Wonder Woman. Now, the thing with that is we can be sitting here and go facetiously, well, Wonder Woman and all that? If you read the story in quick succession, it appears that it is, is taking place no more than an hour, hour and a half yeah. for this entire fight to happen. So it's entirely possible Batman couldn't even get to Metropolis in an hour and a half, mm. even with his super bat train. You know, I'm presuming the underground tunnels don't go all the way to Metropolis. (laughs) So he couldn't take the back train to Georgia. (laughs) Or Metropolis. Um, I don't know what Wonder Woman is. Maybe she's, you know, doing some peace talk somewhere. I don't know.
0: What was going on with Wonder Woman? No idea.
1: Never read Wonder Woman. Girls comic.
0: (laughs) I'm kidding!
1: (laughs) Never read it. (laughs) In all honesty, in all seriousness, I've only ever read Wonder Woman with George Perez and John Byrne. And only the George Perez run was any good.
0: What was it, War of the Gods, the other big crossover? I don't know that I'd call it big. I think it flopped mightily, didn't it, it? War of the Gods? It's still remembered. Isn't it remembered as being a bit shit? I I, I don't know. I don't know either.
1: But, you know, it's not got a Deluxe Collector's Edition, (laughs) as far as I know. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there is that. And um, the Superman dies. And credits rule. Yeah. And that was it. There is no hints whatsoever as to how he could possibly return in this story, in this issue. He's just dead. That's, that's the end of the, the story. The, there is nothing, the, there is no seeding of how he survives, as far as I know, Yeah. in this particular storyline. Other than the mentioning, obviously, the, the whole body. How does he survive? Isn't it something to do with his body gathering
0: yeah, he's not, solar radiation? he's not dead as um, we
1: understand death
0: no 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 he's he's not dead right his his body is like he's dying yeah but with the eradicator and the kryptonian tech they bring back the energy cells in his body or some shit right it, yeah Okay. I remember it having to do with the Eradicator because the Eradicator comes from his. Body. Yeah, they have to put
1: him in that gestation because chamber thing, don't they? they
0: Have his body under the statue, but then it gets kidnapped. Yeah,
1: and the Eradicator takes it and puts it in the back to fluid. Yeah. For him to recover. So it's something like he's not, he's dead as we understand death. He's not dead as Kryptonians Cause, understand death.
0: Yeah, because there's also that really, really good issue where he teams up with Jonathan Kent in the afterlife. Yeah. That's that's issue 600, isn't it? Mm.
1: Yeah, that was really good. So basically, why did they not just have him put his catra into Lois Lane's head? That would have been awesome, <laughs> remember? Anyway, Anyway, Michael's trade doesn't end, though. Uh, it has the News Time magazine special, which had some funny adverts in. Things are booming in Coast City, oh, yeah. which I thought was a nice subtle <laughs> bit of foreshadowing um, about what was going to happen to Coast City. Spoilers, it goes boom. And then there's just adverts for loads of stuff like Cool Brow and all that other stuff. What I was interested in with this, some of of the what's-his-names are funny. Some of the the fake articles are funny. Um, I was particularly fond of the movie review for... Where was it? Let me find the movie review that made me laugh. There was a movie review for a film called... Oh, here it is. Courageous Man. And it's Courageous Man Strikes Back, the sequel to the popular movie Courageous Man, where they basically slag it off for not being as good as the original and say that the Courageous Man television animated series that is currently on the air is better than the film.
0: What do you think they were referring to? <laughs> I'm not sure.
1: I'm not. Went right over my head. <laughs> Far too smart for me, that. I, just, I didn't get it. I, I did... I mean, there's articles reporting on the death of Superman and quotes from Bill Clinton and all that stuff. It's
0: interesting where it's placed, because it's it's funeral for a friend. Yeah. Because it, it mentions the funeral.
1: Yeah, but it, we haven't had that yet. Yeah. So having it at the end of this thread seems a bit silly. But what I liked about it, you've got the world reacting. And in amidst quotes from people, fictional people like Lex Luthor and Will Magnus and Frank Berkovitz and whatever, Wonder Woman... You've got quotes from real people like actor Shaquille O'Neal, science fiction author Larry Niven, science fiction author Eric Lusbarda is in this somewhere, I think. No, Samuel Delaney. Sorry, William Shatner gave a quote about <laughs> the death of someone. You're like, is there nothing that man won't do for a paycheck? <laughs> and John Goodman, okay. John Goodman. Is, I don't know, it those Eric Lusbarda. So I was right. I was like, how oh, did they get these quotes off real people? Brad Roberts from. Crash test dummies.
0: Did they get the quotes from them or did they just write quotes and then put their name to them? Yeah, but if
1: they've done that, then they would have to pay those guys, wouldn't they? Okay. You know, you're not going to put a quote and attribute it to William Shatner and then William Shatner go, I didn't say that, So, in you. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just thought it was really weird that they'd have quotes from real people that just seemed to be random.
0: Well, was this printed as an actual magazine? Yeah. Yeah, it was printed so, as a
1: as like a, a piss take of News Time that. magazine. Yeah, so I don't know. I just, it just seemed like it was a random selection of people. I mean, is John Goodman a big Superman fan?
0: I don't know. I don't. Or was it just good to get his name out into a yeah. comic?
1: I mean, I know Pendulette Pendulette's a comic book fan, isn't he? I know Pendulette likes comics. I'm not
0: sure.
1: I don't know that Shatner's ever expressed a fandom of Superman.
0: Bill Shatner will do anything. That's true. He
1: has said he likes the shadow. Okay, all right, okay. So I can see how the two are connected. But, I mean, I get some science fiction offers. I get Sam Delaney and Eric Lussbader and so on and so forth. I, I, whatever. It is what it is, isn't it? And then there's a the celebrity gossip column. My issue with this is because it was published at magazine-sized, it does not fit in this trade very well at mm. all. And some of the pages seem like they've been published askew, so they're not quite straight. And some of the gags fall a little bit flat Yeah thirty years down the line. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what is this reference I don't I don't understand what this is referencing.
0: It's a problem like. being topical is it won't always Yeah, be.
1: it doesn't it doesn't work, does it? And then at the back of it there's um is that the cover of Doomsday's hand smashing through the Superman emblem. Was that the cover of the, the video game?
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: I think that was a video game thing. And then there's a couple of news clippings, Superman's obituary and all kinds of hints about, I saw Superman pumping gas, Superman seen at the shopping mall. So they're setting up the, the reign of the Superman. Mm-hmm. There's um, there's a peculiar fight, though. What was that for? Illustration by Dan Jurgens and Brett Breedings of Superman fighting Doomsday, but Superman's got the mullet.
0: This'll be from Hunter Prey, because there's mm. Darkseid as well.
1: Oh, yeah, Darkseid's just lying on the floor. Badly.
0: Yeah, and Doomsday's had a bit of a redesign. He's got more spikes.
1: Yeah, and on that particular drawing, it is a mullet.
0: It is. It's a mullet. It's definitely a mullet. It's not not longer. longer. It's a mullet. Sorry, Michael Bailey, that is the hill that I'm dying on.
1: But that that shot there is very definitely a mullet.
0: Clark Kent business in the front, Superman party in the back. (laughs) Well,
1: yeah. And then there's a shot of Superman and Doomsday coming right at you for a T-shirt. Neither of those images do anything for me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but you know, stick them up, rise guy.
1: Yeah, that's Superman Doomsday, isn't it?
0: Of yeah. The Doomsday
1: War or something like that. Yeah, Superman yeah, yeah. holding the cape, and then there's some preliminary sketches for what Doomsday was going to look like. And
0: what I find really interesting the fact that they had a board with yeah. all of the issues and what they would cover yeah, and what they
1: would cover. Uh, yeah, so that's it's quite an interesting little package. That it's got more in it than my omnibus has, mm. but I know that there is the second omnibus, which I'm not. Well, I think it's the third. Is it? I think mine's the second Omnibus. Right. And that has more in it than the first one did. Okay. And then they did another Omnibus that right. has everything in it. Because mine doesn't have the blood Why lines
0: we... tie-ins. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I think they're in
0: the Omnibus. Which are in these trays. Yeah,
1: and mine doesn't have that News Time magazine, yeah. which I presume is in the new one as well. Which is
0: weird. Why would... Why does it take you three attempts to to do it
1: properly? Yeah, because uh, it's DC. <laughs> they
0: can get more money out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's the, ultimately the thing, isn't it? The do there are people who will collect the Superman Doomsday storyline. Hi, Mike, and will <laughs> buy every every single iteration of it. Yeah,
0: it's
1: fair enough. That's what collectors do. Mm. But if you just want the definitive version of that story. But again, if you just want the definitive version of that story, are you bothered if they republish it? You've got everything you need.
0: Yeah, and you don't need News Time or Bloodlines.
1: No, and the News Time magazine it it, it ended a nice that bullet. trade on a, on a bit of a do a note. Yeah. Because to me it should end with the last issue. And mm-hmm. then to throw that magazine reprint in though, which like you say is would have been better at the back of the funeral for a flen- friend/ slash yeah, a world without a suture.
0: that ends with superman's body's gone missing which leads you into reign of
1: yeah so that news time issue maybe should have been at the front of the next trade but maybe it's all to do with page counts and
0: and stuff like that because this is the flimsiest it it is yeah it
1: is the the thinnest of the five isn't it by the time you you carry on and that's it That was our conversation about Superman Doomsday. As you listen to the next couple of episodes, you will hear some repeated information where we forgot what we originally said or misremembered something we had said. There was a substantial gap between the recordings. Next week, as I said, you will get a brand new episode all about the funeral for a friend. Following that, the reign of the Superman. It's an all-new era for Hey Kids Comics and we hope you'll be with us Take care, and we'll see you next time. Hey Kids Comics is a The Devil Will Make Work for Idle Hands To Do production and hosted by Andrew and Michael Leyland. All opinions expressed in the show are the opinions of the hosts and no one else. The free-to-use music that closes and opens the show was the sci-fi cyberpunk trailer by somebody called Stringer Bell on the pixabay.com free-to-use website. Thank you very much to him. In one month, an all-new episode of Hey Kids Comics coming in your ears. It's a date.